Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Saturday, February 4th, 2023, and this is day 1781 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you and honor you and praise you. Thank you, Lord, for helping us to embrace the new that you have for us as we let go of the old, that we no longer hang on to it or try to make it fit into the new way of life. I thank you, Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Today's message is old out and new in. It's kind of like out with the old and in with the new. And uh, I never know when God gives me a message each day, uh, who it's for. But I know it is for someone. I know it's always for me. <laughs> and uh, it's it's amazing how God will do it. So let's learn a little bit more about this. We're going to be coming out of Acts chapter 19, verses 11 through 20. Acts 19, 11 through 20. And this is... Um, Paul is just growing in the ministry of the Lord and just um, doing his will. And when we, uh, and preaching and teaching and in the synagogues. And, and as we look at verse 11, starting here, it says, God did extraordinary miracles through Paul. Extraordinary. So that even handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him were taken to the sick and their illnesses were cured. And the evil spirits left them. Some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon possessed. Now, they did not know or have that relationship with Christ as Paul did. So now you're treading upon dangerous territory. When that's called faking it, not knowing truly for yourself, having a true relationship with the Lord and having him as Lord of your life in order to do what he's called you specifically to do instead of, you know, copying off of someone else. So it says they would say in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. One day, the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and Paul I know about, but who are you? Now look, just imagine this evil spirit talking to you, and he they know who Jesus is. And when we are working for the Lord and Christ is in us, those evil spirits know who we are also, just as they knew who Paul was. Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. One person beat up seven men and made it to the point where they were naked and bleeding. He beat them all so badly. We don't want to play around 
in the spiritual realm, in the occult, uh, like that at all, period. It is very serious. We talked about this Wednesday, talking about um, astrology, zodiac signs, um, witchcraft, sorcery, all those things are forbidden by God. But yet we embrace it. I'm hearing more and more, even as I'm looking at, I was looking at a talk show yesterday and most of the women on the panel believed in sorcery. They believed in um, going to people to have their palms read and uh, spiritualists and people like that. And that's not of God. God, that is a, that is a, um, uh, it, stark evil uh, to God. And we need to be aware of it, even when it comes to something that may feel so innocent and simple as what's your sign. Uh, and we'll dive more into that on another day. I don't, I don't want to cheat you from the in-depth uh, information that's needed. So I'll share that with you on another day. So verse 17 says, when this became known to the Jews and Greeks living in Ephesus, they were all seized with fear, and the name of the Lord Jesus was held in high honor. Many of those who believed now came and openly confessed what they had done. So they openly confessed to God what they had done, and they, that was a true sign of repentance. Verse 19 says, a number who had practiced sorcery brought their scrolls together and burned them publicly. When they calculated the value of the scrolls, the total came to 50,000 drachmas. In this way, the word of the Lord spread widely and grew in power. So this amount of money was not just some chump change. No, it was huge. When we were talking about it Wednesday, my sister looked it up and I forgot how much it was, but it was hundreds of thousands of dollars worth in today's language, if not millions. But it said, um, so uh, in those days, uh, a drachmas was a day's wages. So they gave up 50,000 days wages. That's what the equivalent of what they surrendered. Isn't that something? They, and so it says, in this way, the word of the Lord spread widely and grew in power. So that when we begin to yield and surrender our ways to God's way, then the word of God spreads. Then he can use us even greater. Point number one, have you ever accidentally cut yourself or or uh, maybe while preparing a meal or, or working on a project? I cut my finger recently and it and it looked gross, you know, when the blood was gushing out. Okay, I don't want to, you know, make you feel horrible. But once once it stopped uh, or once um, I stopped the bleeding, it was still painful for a few days. I had a Band-Aid on it to keep, you know, make sure the blood didn't stop. And I was able to take the bandage off after a few days. And, and then a scab covered the cut. A scab began to form and, and it covered the cup, cut and the pain was gone. Then one day the scab came off my finger and my finger was like new functioning just as well as it did before 
it was injured, if not even better. (laughs) The same happens to us as we surrender our old way of doing things, which represents the way of the world or Satan's methodology, and embracing the new way of doing things according to God's will for our lives. As we can see, the seven sons of Sceva was doing things the way of the world, and they uh, suffered for it. The others who lived in the town released their old evil ways of doing things after they saw or heard about the sons of Sceva, and they grew in the Lord because they were willing to let go of the old. So much so that they gave up money. I mean, what they had was worth money. There are times when we, when God shows us the truth, now it's up to us to receive it. If you never knew the truth, then you're not held accountable. But once it's revealed to you, now you're held accountable by God. I was watching a documentary last night about Teddy Pendergrass, and I really liked Teddy Pendergrass. I was in my early 20s, and and I mean, his sultry voice, and you know, he was just a nice-looking man and could sing so good, and uh, you know, some of his music was a little risque-sounding, but... <laughs> He was extremely good entertainer, good singer. He had it all going on for him. It uh, In the documentary, it showed all these things. I didn't get to see it from the very beginning, but the part I saw was very powerful. And uh, at the prime of his career, he was in a car accident and was paralyzed from the waist down. He fell into depression and wanted to die. He said he couldn't even kill himself because you know, the way he was paralyzed, he wasn't able to do it. And, you know, he he kept asking them, give me more of these sleeping pills. I don't want to ever wake up again. And they said, no, his loved ones were taking care of him. And, and many of the people that hung around him when he had money, he had a Rolls Royce that he drove around in. The police were always uh, harassing him uh, in Philadelphia. It shared that and showed that in the story. He was constantly, they were constantly after him. Uh, because of who he was and the car he drove and how he would stand up for what was right. And, um, you know, a lot of his friends left him after he uh, got into the accident and was paralyzed. And and even the royalties that were due to him, they said, were not shared with him. They kept everything. Uh, so he, he fell into this depression and he ended up seeing the psychologist who was also paralyzed. Uh, And Teddy Pendergrass told the psychologist, either psychiatrist or psychologist, I can't remember which, uh, but he told him he was ready to die. He didn't want to live anymore. And uh, he said, I will not be seeing you. He said, I probably will not be seeing you again. And the psychologist said, one thing that stood out to him was when he said, probably. And he knew there was still some room there. And he said, so he talked to him and he said, okay, you want to die? He said, what if we staged a mock funeral and you were there, you're sitting in a chair and you're covered. So they had him sitting in a chair. He was covered with maybe like a sheet or something over his head. And 
And he said, then the people will come up, your, the people that care about you that would come to your funeral will come up and they'll stand before you and tell you how they feel about you and how you dying or not living would affect them. And he said, okay. And they did this. And he heard all the people coming up to him, telling them, telling him how much they loved him, how important he was to them. And, you know, with him not being here, how it would affect their lives. And he sobbed, everyone sobbed, and he had a new lease on life. <laughs> After that, he said that changed his life drastically. For whatever reason, even the psychologist was saying, you know, he, I don't even know if he had done this before, but he just, that came to him and it worked. And he began to sing again. He didn't know if he could again because the way the, uh, the injury on his spinal cord, cord uh, affected his voice and he was able to sing again. His family just, the smile on his face to see his grandchildren around him and his children, and it was just beautiful. The same for us. We, too, need to let go of the old way and embrace the new that God has for us. It may not look the same as it did uh, in the beginning, but it is for our own good. Whatever God allows, he's allowing it for a reason. And, you know, I think about for myself, and I've shared with you all so many times about the unforgiveness I had in my heart towards my father. And, you know, angry, bitter because, you know, he was not there for us after they my parents divorced and I was seven. There's five of us and I have two other sisters from uh, my father and my stepmom's uh, marriage. And I love my two sisters and I loved my father and my stepmom as well. But I was very bitter towards both of them and angry because of the fact that he did not support us financially and we struggled. And uh, later though, after I came to know Jesus and much later after that in my early 40s, I forgave my father and my stepmom. I actually called them and talked to them. And, 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 and so we moved on. But there was another piece missing. Remember I told you about the cut and the healing? So let's, let's look at it from that perspective. So my forgiving him, him asked, and I, was asked, I asked him to forgive me, was like the scab covering the wound. All right, there was a wound, uh, it was painful, the scab covered it. And for a long time, I was walking around with a, as a scab or with a big scab on me because even though it was healed, it wasn't yet revealed uh, in the way it needed to be because I chose to leave it at that. I chose to not start anew relationship with my father. And I'll never forget when I got that awakening. Because see, we can forgive and say, okay, I'm gonna love you just from across the street. I don't have to talk to you no more, blah, blah, blah. Well, there may be some situations like this, but this one, this particular relationship, 
I wanted a stronger relationship. I wanted to now see my father in a different light. You know, when we forgive, we should forget. We always say, I'll forgive, but I'm not going to forget. But God forgets our sins as far as the East is from the West. And he expects us to do the same thing with others. So I remember um, the latest thing that happened that, you know, that helped to build our relationship for me to see him in in a new way. Uh, My sister, Joyce, got married, remarried, um, and... uh, So she had her wedding, uh, well, married again. I'm not going to say remarried, married again. And uh, she had a, it may have been about five years ago or four, maybe. Uh, And my father, who lived in North Carolina, my sisters also live in North Carolina. And uh, he said, I'm coming to the wedding. My sister invited him. And I was like, no way, because, you know, I just didn't believe he's really coming. He was ill. He, you know, he had a hip replacement. He could, uh, he was in pain a lot. He could hardly get around. He was pretty frail. And he said, I'm coming. I'm coming. We had talked and, and I'm like, okay. And my sisters made it a point to get him here. And they left all their things at home you know, and sacrifice their time for us. So my two sisters, uh, my one sister's husband, uh, one of the my nephews, all flew in and they spent about three whole days with us. And I will forever cherish it in my heart because when that happened, it was a new start And that scab was removed. You see what I mean? And it was a brand new life. It was brand new healing, seeing each other differently now. And, you know, and and recognizing that we all mess up sometimes, you know. (laughs) No need in holding it over that person's head for a lifetime. We need to let it go and rebuild, restart anew. So we got to sit around and laugh and talk and joke and ate together and, you know, prior to the wedding and even at the wedding, sitting there around. And and I just will forever, forever, ever remember that time. My father has gone on to be with the Lord now. And that was one of the best times. And I was so grateful that my sisters came, my brother-in-law came, my nephew came. They did all that for us. And that said so much. That meant the world to me. And now I'm able to see, I was able to see things anew. That's what God has for you too. It's up to you to receive it. I was able to you know, move forward in greater ways than I ever expected. I knew once I forgave, it was a greater you know, height in Christ. I grew in him and the Lord greatly. But this, oh man, it was just total healing. (laughs) I thought I was already healed, but this was like that blossoming from the caterpillar into a butterfly. That's what Christ has for you. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
off with the old and in with the new. You are a new creature in Christ, a new creation in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. The angels are rejoicing because of you. I love you all so very much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on T-Zone, kc.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community, teaching our youth life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation skills, and coming soon, uh, unconventional DIY chicks and DIY bros. Yep, teaching home repair to those who many of us just don't know and how we can save so much money and become so empowered. So looking forward to that, but I want to just say Thank you for your donations. Please go to the website, hit that donate button, and donate whatever God puts on your heart. Thank you so much. All right, Mighty Warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.